Hey, what's up? Matt here. This podcast brought to you by Mississippi Land Bank, just like usual. The great folks at Mississippi Land Bank, all throughout North Mississippi, serving your land needs if you're buying or selling, whether it's farmland, hunting land, building that dream home, whatever it is. That's where you need to start is at Mississippi Land Bank. You can find them online if you don't know where the branch office is at mslandbank.com. And also brought to you by Jubilations Cheesecake. So proud of them, and you need to be proud of them too. And you will be if you ever get a chance to stop in there uh, on Highway 45 in West Point. But even if you don't make it in, check them out online at jubilations.com. And uh, consider Jubilations next time you have a fundraiser. It's time for the kids maybe to hit the street and go sell some stuff and raise some money for a trip or a church outing or whatever the case is. Uh, Sell those Jubilations cheesecakes and they'll work with you and even print out your sales sheets for you. So I don't know if you notice it or not, but I'm actually recording here on the back porch at uh, Casa de Wyatt at our house uh, early in the morning here on a Monday. Um, You're going to hear from Brett Hudson. Brett was up late last night, obviously after uh, Mississippi State punched its ticket to the Super Regional by uh, beating Miami 5-2. So he's got a full recap. Thoughts from the game. He was there, covered the whole thing, went to the post game. He's got um, sound bites, um, comments from after the game uh, with Chris Lamonis and Jake Mangum, everybody here in today's Dogpile podcast presented by Mississippi Land Bank and Jubilations. And so I'm going to get to all of that. And then I'm going to come back at the end after uh, Brett's really kind of gotten you filled in, and I'll give you a few of my thoughts as well, wrapping up the weekend. And, um, and then later in the week, Brett and I will get on the same schedule um, and be back uh, together in studio, so to speak, like normal, to get ready to preview the Super Regional. So let's get it over to Brett Hudson, his coverage wrapping up state's uh, regional win right now. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dogpile. I am Brett Hudson, our final episode of Daily Editions from the Starkville Regional because the Starkville Regional is over. Mississippi State beat Miami 5-2 to two after Miami uncorked on Central Michigan earlier in the day, winning that elimination game 18-3. to three. But Mississippi State ended the regional a few hours later by beating Miami 5-2. They win the Starkville Regional. They face the minimum. They play three games. They win all three. No Game 7 to be had in in Starkville, Mississippi. Can't say the same for many other sites around, around the country. We'll get to all of that later on in the show. Now they await the winner of the Palo Alto Regional. We'll update you on that and all the other developments around the nation later on, but let's dive into the Bulldogs, shall we? Mississippi State very much did the state thing where they put up crooked numbers. They put up a three spot in the fourth inning and two in the eighth, and they did it when they really had to. The Bulldogs were down one to nothing when that three spot came around, and they really needed the two runs of insurance they got in the eighth inning, but it wasn't as much what they did, but how they did it in this case, and more importantly, who was involved. It was Jake Mangum. He snapped his four-game hitless streak with a three-for-four in this game. He's been pretty chipper and easygoing in this slump of his, at least publicly so. Uh, and he maintained that demeanor after it was all over. Mitchell Lotus comes up here last night and says, we're looking for a you know, Jake-type head, which I'll take offense to. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of other good ones, but those yeah. some of those too. So, but, uh, you know, it, baseball's weird, you know. 
right before I started struggling, I remember an article came out and there was a couple quotes from me saying, you know, if you keep playing hard, good things will happen. And then this, this, this scuffle started and, uh, you know, the past four games, or prior to tonight, the past four games haven't gone my way in the box, but, you know, you know, we won two games in the regionals. I mean, I was, I was happy as can be. And, uh, you know, I'd stay true to who I am. If you play the game the right way, play hard, good things are going to happen. And uh, I hit a ball 20 feet or four feet and beat it out. And baseball is the weird game it is. I started finding some barrels. This particular hitting spree comes with pretty good timing as it helped him make even more history in what has been a, a history-filled season. For Jake Mangum, he is now the proud owner of two of Mississippi State's six 100-hit seasons. He is the lone Bulldog to do it twice in a career, and he's done it in back-to-back seasons and he moved into fifth in NCAA history with 375 career hits he passed Wichita State's Jim Thomas for fifth he is four behind fourth place which is held by Cal State's Fullerton Cal State Fullerton's John Fischel so that's the next man up for him decent chance if he's hitting the way he does most of the year he's he's got a chance at moving into fourth in NCAA history in the Starkville Super Regional. But lost in the shuffle was Jordan Westberg. He had two hits, two RBI, so five of Mississippi State's eight hits in this final game of the Starkville Regional came from the top two in the order. That's a good thing for a bottom half of the lineup that's been crazy good on the whole. Now if the table setters can do their part, this thing could be humming with really, really good timing. On the mound, Peyton Plumley continues to live for these rubber matches or high leverage moments since this wasn't technically a rubber match. He gave State five innings when, frankly, they didn't need that much given all the weapons they had in the bullpen and pretty much everyone was available. But Cole Gordon, man, he, he does it again. He goes Friday night, two innings in scoreless fashion, 40 pitches. Then he goes Saturday night, one inning scoreless and hitless, 14 pitches. Then he gets an unexpected call on Sunday to get the save, an inning of scoreless ball, 10 pitches. Let's hear from Chris Limonis on his change of heart relative to Cole Gordon's availability for this game. This is my fifth year as a head coach, and I'm sitting in the dugout the ninth inning, shaking my head, saying I shouldn't have said anything at the media last night, right? And everybody's saying, oh, God, Cole's throwing. But I'm walking through, and I always do my walkthrough during BP and just check on the pitchers, and I test the I always, him and Lee Belt are always standing together, and Cole goes, Coach, I feel better today than I did yesterday. And so I was put a little hop in my step, and uh, Lee just got exhausted in that one inning. I mean, the one inning he had to really fight through. Um, and he came out, and uh, watching Cole's warm-up pitches, he was as good or better than the two nights before. So we're glad to have him. He's such a tough kid, and he's glad he's on our team. Some accolades for you before we catch you up on what happened around the country. Rowdy Jordan was the MVP of the Starkville Regional. He went 7 for 11, a double and a homer, 5 RBI. Dustin Skelton, Tanner Allen, Justin Foskew, Josh Hatcher, and Ethan Small, they all made the all-regional team. Allen shared first base honors with Miami's Alex Torrell, and Hatcher shared DH honors with Miami's J.P. Gates, but the rest owned their positions outright. I'm going to, in the morning, I'm going to work on a video project, but I'm also going to work on uh, a full, not a quite a full count post. Oh, oh yes, technically uh, a full count post. Those of you that have been consistent uh, content consumers of, of ours throughout the season are familiar with the concept of full counts. I'm going to work on that uh, sometime Monday, and I'll have more thoughts on the on the regional posted on mattwhitemedia.com. So follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Hudson to know when that gets posted. 
We promised you we'd let you know what happened around the country, and the time for that is now. In L.A., hosting UCLA got two wins today, first 11-6 over Baylor. A little bit of a comeback there to knock the Bears out of the tournament. Then some revenge on Loyola Marymount, 6-1. to They'll have a Game 7 on Monday. In Nashville, Vanderbilt is moving on and will host a Super Regional. They beat Indiana State 12-1. to Indiana State beat Ohio State 10-5 to get into that game. In Atlanta, here's a host going down. Auburn is moving on out of Atlanta. Georgia Tech had to battle out a wild game with Coastal Carolina 10-8 to just to get to the final game. Then Auburn beat Georgia Tech 4-1. to Bailey Horn and Cody Greenhill combined for a three-hitter for Auburn. They'll go to Chapel Hill for a Super Regional. In Athens, here's, here's another host going down. Uh, Georgia, they fall to Florida State, who played Georgia two times this weekend and won those games by a combined score of 22-4, to winning the regional with a 10-1 to win. They'll head to Baton Rouge for a super regional, that being the Seminoles. In Fayetteville, Arkansas got through its regional with little to no incident, winning it today with a 6-0 win over TCU. Dominant pitching. They allowed five hits in that final game. They'll host Ole Miss for the Super Regional. In Greenville, weather's been on them, so they had to play three games in Greenville today. East Carolina had to slug their way out of a little trouble. They beat NC State 9-2 to knock them out of the tournament, and then beat Quinnipiac 13-3 to knock them out. If they want to get out of their own regional, they'll have to beat Campbell twice on Monday. Campbell got here with a walk-off 9-8 win over Quinnipiac. How about pinch hitter Matthew Christian with a double to tie the game, and then Zach Menick walking it off with a sack fly. So if the hosting East Carolina Pirates are going to get out of the Greenville Regional, they'll have to beat Campbell twice on Monday to do it. In Lubbock, Lubbock gave us the goods today, folks. Dallas Baptist and Florida played a banger. Dallas Baptist won at 9-8. to Florida almost tied that game at the end. And then Texas Tech won the regional with a 3-0 win. That was a serious pitcher's duel. All three of those runs came in the bottom of the first. Bryce Bonin and John McMillan combined for a five-hit shutout for the Red Raiders. They will host the eventual winner of the Oklahoma City Regional, where UConn trounced Nebraska 16-1 to stay alive, then beat Oklahoma State 5 to two to force a Monday game. I think UConn may have run out of pitching, but you never know. Keep an eye on the Oklahoma City Regional on Monday. In Louisville, we have another Game 7. Louisville had to win a 9-7 battle with Indiana to survive, and it was a wild scene. Louisville's closer, Michael McAveen, okay, he got ejected from the game for a comment he made to the home plate ump, and now he has to serve a four-game suspension, according to the pool reporter there in Louisville. The McAveen said, that's horrible, and turned his back to prepare for the next pitch. As he turned his back, he got tossed. Louisville survived. Then they beat Illinois State 11-2 to force the upcoming Monday game. In Palo Alto, Mississippi State will have to watch some Monday baseball to see its next opponent. Stanford stayed alive with a 12-3 win over Sacramento State and then won a good game with Fresno State 8-6. Stanford and Fresno State will play again Monday night. Winner of that game comes to Starkville for a Super Regional. In Oxford, all kinds of runs there today. Jacksonville State got to the final by beating Clemson 9-2, but Ole Miss opened a can on them, 19-4. Ole Miss slugged 744 
in that game. The Rebels will go to Fayetteville for a Super Regional. In Baton Rouge, one of the most entertaining days of baseball in the entire tournament was Sunday in Baton Rouge. Southern Miss beat Arizona State 13-12. to Southern Miss scored four in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off. Gabe Montenegro was the hero there. Then LSU had to put up a three spot in the seventh inning to win 6-4 to over Southern Miss and ultimately win the regional. That way, the Tigers will host Florida State in a super regional. In Chapel Hill, Tennessee was the cardiac kids, man. That's what they were today. They beat Liberty 6-5, to five, uh, then made North Carolina sweat pretty good, but ultimately lost that game 5-2. to two. So the Tar Heels win the Chapel Hill Regional. They'll host Auburn in a Super Regional. In Morgantown, the three-seed, Duke, they get out of a crazy regional in West Virginia. Texas A&M eliminated the hosting Mountaineers with a walk-off grand slam and a super saucy bat flip from Bryce Blom. But Duke shut it down with a 4-1 win on the back of Jack Carey and Matt Dockman going a combined four and a third innings of shutout relief with two hits allowed. Duke will play Nashville, or will go to Nashville to play Vandy in a Super Regional. And finally in Corvallis, they'll play a Monday game between Creighton and Michigan. Creighton bounced Cincinnati 6-1 to to stay alive and then beat Michigan 11-7 to to force that game seven. And folks, pour one out for the Gilbert family. Their older son, Marshall, Mississippi State's third baseman, already has a spot in a Super Regional with the Bulldogs. And the younger brother, Garrett, could be in one if Creighton beats Michigan. So again, pour one out for the Gilbert family, trying to trying to make it through June the best they can. In our last podcast, we left you with a word from Tanner Allen on the impact of the Duty Noble Field crowd, and we'll do the same this time with Jake Mangum. Thanks for listening. We'll be back to preview the Starkville Super Regional. And Jake, why don't you wrap this thing up so I can go to bed? Mississippi State baseball, is, it means a lot to the people. Um, and, man, they, they came and they were loud. You know, it, it, you can't even like describe how much it helps. Because uh, college baseball, you don't have stadiums like this, and uh, you know, when you get opposing teams come in here, it, it, it almost shell shocks you. You know, I mean, like I'm still not used to it. Like today, I mean, last night, I remember like that first the bat, I was like, oh my gosh, this place is insane. It, I mean, it, it just erupted, and uh, and it, it helps a lot. And, uh, we got to ask them again. We, we'll see you all Friday night. Uh, we need everybody to show up and, and help us get back to home. Like, uh, it, it, their presence matters. Like, it does. And, and, uh, and it's, it's a big reason why we're here. All right, so great job by Brett, as always. And uh, if you're uh, just finding Dog Pal Podcast, normally Brett and I just have a conversation together. Schedules didn't quite align here uh, on this early Monday, late Sunday. So he got you filled in. Let me give you a few of my thoughts as well, and then we'll send you on your way and look forward to the rest of the week. You know, I felt like that it was, um, you know, a weekend in which state's atmosphere and crowd and electricity for, you know, the the regional games that state was playing in was going to be hard for any of those teams really to overcome. And if you look at it, look at that first game where they played early, Back on Friday, played at noon. You still had a great crowd of just under 10,000 people there, or just under 9,000, I guess I should say, for that first one. But that's a lot of people, loud crowd for a baseball game in the middle of a day on a Friday. And, you know, Southern went in there and hit the baseball. They put the bat on the ball. You had the hiccup with JT again. He had to leave the game, so it was certainly abnormal. But um, 
you just kind of felt like the electricity and the home atmosphere was going to be enough to kind of just lift state out of that, even though it wasn't necessarily pretty and it was a little messy at times. And that's what happened. And, and then you get into those later games in a weekend and, you know, the Central Michigan game and the Miami game and the crowds are so huge and so electric that state's just going to have an advantage. And those teams actually fought pretty hard, pretty competitive. And, you know, in those games, um, the last two against Central Michigan and, and then last night against Miami, I think what was good to see is to have those multiple run innings where you kind of explode a little bit and you string some hits together just because those are such confidence builders for your team that, frankly, coming into the regional, you know, you go back to the SEC tournament, Westberg had, had um, you know, he hadn't been really just um, uh, squaring it up a bunch. Obviously, the, the uh, slump for Mangum, well-documented and all that, but you're still winning games. And so then to come into Central Michigan and then even against Miami and put up a three spot in the one inning and, you know, Westberg really get it done and now Mangum's gotten it done. And every – I just felt like coming out of last night, all the confidence you needed to have and needed to get was kind of back where it – really where you wanted it to be. You know, everything kind of feels like put back in order, uh, so to speak. Now with a week leading up to uh, what's going to be a huge, huge Super Regional weekend. And then the other big takeaway, obviously, for me was uh, just the atmosphere. I was there on uh, Saturday night for the Central Michigan game and just have never seen anything like it. Um, actually have have been to a lot of baseball games with big crowds at, at not only at Duty Noble but at other ballparks as well. Um, and, and there are big crowds. You know, you'll see big crowds and – in Baton Rouge, you'll see big crowds in, in Oxford, in Fayetteville. But the way the ballpark is built, the way the fans are, where they're located, you know, at Duty Noble Field, how they're positioned around the ballpark and what they're doing around the park, it, it's just, it is, um, it's unlike anything I have ever seen in college baseball. Um, it, it really is. And so, the fans kind of made it, I felt like, this weekend. And and you just can't say enough about a team that is sitting there going to its fourth straight Super Regional under four different head coaches. It's just unheard of, really. Probably will never see anything like that again. Um, and, and on the head coach side, you hope you never see anything like that again. But still, it's just uh, – it really is incredible. But anyway, uh, that'll wrap it up. Brett did a great job giving you everything you needed wanted to give you a few of my thoughts and just thank you so much for your support and for listening the numbers just keep growing and growing and growing and we appreciate it so much and i know sponsors do as well mississippi land bank and jubilations that'll wrap it up for this dog pile and brett and i'll be back together later in the week previewing the upcoming super regional all right thanks for listening see you next time